to The Green Rush, a podcast about the intersection of cannabis, the capital markets, and culture. On a weekly basis, hosts Ann Donahoe and Nick Opich of KCSA Strategic Communications speak with the business leaders, financial experts, cultural icons, legislators, and generally interesting people moving the cannabis and psychedelics industries forward. This week, Ann and Nick are chatting with Tim Regan, Senior Vice President of KCSA's Capital Markets team. Joining us to talk about the psychedelics renaissance and how closely the investment community is following these developments in medicines and treatments, Tim provides us with an inside look at some of the conversations he's having with investors about what has them most excited about this emerging field. We also preview next week's Microdose Wonderland Conference in Miami and what we may be able to expect from the first major trade show from the psychedelics industry since the COVID-19 pandemic first began. Tim also provides insights into what he's most excited about seeing and hearing at Wonderland and what he's going to be keeping a watchful eye on as we enter 2022. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with Tim Regan of KCSA Strategic Communications. Welcome to The Green Rush. Uh, I'm Ann Donahoe, your host, (laughs) along with Nick Opich. Nick, it's been a while, so um, I'm glad that we are uh, getting the chance to chat today. Um, And we have another really special guest who I'm so excited to talk to, another fellow KCSAer who has not been on the podcast before. Um, His name is Tim Regan, and he is the SVP of KCSA's Capital Markets Team. What's KCSA's Capital Markets Team, you ask? Tim is here to tell us just that. <laughs> hey, Tim, how are you? Hey, and hey, Nick, how are you guys? Good. Excited to have Good. you on, finally. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's uh, been far too long, and I think this is the appropriate time to do it. Awesome. So uh, for those who uh, don't know, KCSA um, has a whole investor relations practice. um, And uh, as part of that practice, we have a capital markets team, uh, which you uh, head up. So can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, happy to. Um, So our capital markets team in KCSA is quite unique compared to our industry peers. Um, We are focused solely on introducing our clients and strategic clients of ours to investors, sell-side analysts, investment banks uh, throughout the life cycle of the relationship. Uh, This is unique because many firms just have one IR professional handling a relationship and trying to book meetings. Uh, It tends to be a little difficult, and that's why we saw the opportunity to build out the capital markets practice with myself and a few partners on our team, where we focus on introducing clients to investors. And let's, uh, let's build on that because one of the reasons we're having you on uh, today, Tim, is that you know this episode's going to be running tomorrow on uh, November 4th, but next week is going to be the Microdose Wonderland Conference in Miami. Um, can you give yeah. our listeners kind of uh, a high-level overview of what is Wonderland? Yeah, no, that's no problem. So Wonderland is going to be the first industry conference since our firm has been active in psychedelic medicine and research. Uh, it is going to be a collection of you know global psychedelic medicine leaders, scientists, researchers, uh, investors, entrepreneurs, therapists, patients, uh, government officials, and media. Um, really, the goal of this event is the first business meeting event we've had, you know, three years really, where we're all going to be in person 
including, including us in one place. Yay. Yes. Yeah, correct. <laughs> um, so it's going to be, you know, from what I'm hearing already, it looks like it's going to be quite the event and it should be a lot of great minds coming together, discussing on panels, as well as a lot of investor and strategic meetings going on during the event. So it's very exciting. I feel like this event has really in the last like two months just generated so much buzz. Um, and we have something crazy like 15 clients going. Um, do you, is this indicative of a larger movement? Why do you think psychedelics, especially on the business and investor side are having such a moment right now? Yeah. I mean, the initial thought there is think about what we've been over the last 18, 24 months, right? We were in a life where we were going to work every day and everything was somewhat on pace with our plans. And then the pandemic hit and everyone started having to be working from home and forced into shelter, really. Uh, I think that situation has exacerbated the mental health issues going on in this country, throughout the world, really. And we see psychedelic medicine in the CNS world as the potential cure for these problems, not just a Band-Aid over the bullet wound. Um, so that's why I think we're starting to see a resurgence. Not only that, but there's been a lot of advancement in academic research and private funding research for mental health over the last couple of years. So I think that's why now this is the perfect opportunity for everyone to come together and discuss what's going on. Yeah, can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Because it seems like this follows a lot of what we saw a couple of years ago with cannabis. But, you know, what what really are there any specific factors within this that are driving the excitement for the investment community? Yeah, I think there there are a number of factors. Um, you know, initially I would say that there is no groundbreaking proof out there right now that the current standard of care is able to really help patients, right? And the current therapy model, you know, about 30% of patients see no improvement with psychotherapists, 30% see uh, loss of improvement, and then 30% see a large increase in improvement. That is the standard of care modality we're dealing with right now. And the treatment protocols that a number of these companies have put together, whether it be through MDMA therapy, ketamine therapy, uh, on the research side, the psilocybin therapy, you know, these are the types of protocols where we're seeing dramatic increases in, you know, helping with mental health and also increasing patient lives and making things better. That's that's the big difference here. We're, we're seeing a big jump in what this medicine can do, and it's really being proven out. And uh, that's why the investors, we believe, are really starting to see interest. Over the last 12 months, we've seen hundreds of millions of dollars from investors go into the space, into the sector, and try to figure out which companies have the best new chemical entities, but also have the best treatment protocols to reach the largest number of patients for many very severe disorders. Um, some as you know, treatment re resistant depression, major depressive disorder, alcoholism, you know, any type of those uh, major, uh, major disorders tend to be uh, able to be treated with psychedelic medicine. So it's definitely unique and an interesting time for everyone. You know, we sit on the the PR side of the of the table here, and and what we're seeing, you know, from certainly from the mainstream media, um, is is you know, really in line with what you're seeing in the investment community. I mean, we're you know, there's. Um, there's a Today Show piece that's going to come out, um, you know, featuring Rick Doblin this week. Um, you know, we're talking to Nightline, we're talking to the New York Times, um, and it does feel like there is 
um, a, a renewed hunger and need for this information, um, you know, from more mainstream audiences. So we're not just necessarily talking to the trade community or even the biotech community. Um, so I, I really do think that there that this is like a cultural moment, um, both from a from a consumer standpoint and an investor standpoint. But if we wanted to just step back a little bit, you know, this is a cannabis podcast, or it started out as a cannabis podcast. We're evolving, um, you know. And we talk a, a lot about what the, the cannabis investor, what's their mindset, um, what they're looking for. And, and the psychedelics, you know, a lot of people lump that together. And we've talked about this before. You know, it's such a fundamentally different beast. Um, you know, it, it's you know, and, we, and we've talked about all of the reasons why, but, you know, from right. a regulatory standpoint from, you know, uh, c cannabis is really a consumer package good at this at this moment. Um, so. Is there is there a big difference between the typical cannabis investor and the psychedelic investor? You know, that's an interesting point there, because early on in the investment cycle, we saw a lot of the cannabis investors who made a lot of good money early on in cannabis over the last you know five to eight years started to dip their toes into the psychedelics mental health CNS world. And what we found, you know, while they were great early investors in these companies, I think for the longer term programming of what these business models are trying to do, we're starting to see large institutional healthcare investors get involved. Those that many of you would have your 401k, they're investing in, you know, biotech or, you know, healthcare. These names are now investing into psychedelics companies that we are working with and that we talk to every day. So we're starting to see a shift from more of the cannabis oriented investor to the CNS biotech investor. Um, and there are a lot of names out there on the investment side that they're just trying to get smart and figure out what's going on in this world. And the amount of times in a week where I see, you know, a large institutional investor come to us and say, hey, would you mind introducing us to a few of your clients who fit this kind of mold of, you know, let's say care delivery, or they have new chemical entities with IP protection. It's happening all the time now. And these are the types of investors where it took weeks or months on the phone trying to get them to convince to take meetings sometimes. And now they are very much two feet in looking for new investment opportunities. How much of your job is actually educating this community? It's, I would imagine it's most of it at this point. Uh, early on, it was. Early on, it was. There was a, you know, before someone would say psychedelics, oh, you mean like, you know, mushrooms? And they'd say, well, now it's more like psilocybin or now we divulge into, you know, LSD, MDMA, Ibogaine, Ayahuasca, and getting really into the weeds on the molecular compounds that we're dealing with or these new chemical entities. Um, it's less of, you know, what, what are these things, more of what ones are out there and who has not only the IP, but also the best pathway and cash runway to build these businesses. When these uh, investment companies are you're, you're chatting with them, how important is it the you know the C-suite, the scientific advisory board, the, the 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 different partnerships they have? How how much does that come into play with these conversations? Because it seems like everybody's just in the last year been been building it up as much as they can to get you know um, like I know Awakens added David Nutt. We've seen uh, Wisana add Dr. Rachel Yehuda to to their team. Like how important are those kind of relationships when it comes to the investment community? I think quite immensely important. I and mean, it can't be understated. Not only are they looking for, does the management team in place have a great track record and history of building businesses as entrepreneurs do, but they're looking for what scientific medical team you're bringing into place or that you have on your scientific advisory board 
that's going to be focused on people who understand the medicine for decades, but also how to apply this medicine in a future business sense that makes sense for the company and also for the patients. I think you know someone like Rachel Ayuda coming in on board with you know Wasana is a great example because her background especially shows that she knows what she's done over her history of her career. She's able to adapt to what's going on in the business world, and she's going to be adding immense value to a company like Wasana. So I think we're starting to see the investors are looking not only for the great management team, they're looking for the core uh, scientific team. They really want to dig into there, into the story. They kick the tires very hard. They go into the white papers. They really read into the technologies that these companies have. And then the overall business plan long-term, it really comes down to uh, you know, really how these two pair together and what they see as the future. So there are a number of factors that we see uh, you know, these investors looking for when they do come in to invest into these companies or potentially invest. So there's another factor that I, I kind of wanted to bring up here, and it's the the factor of the, the not-for-profits that are in this space that are really doing some amazing work. You know, MAPS and USONA um, come to mind. Um, do investors understand, you know, how like a MAPS is structured through its like public benefit corporation? Um, and, And is that something that is confusing to them? Is that is that something you're spending a lot of time educating people on? Or is it is it something that they just if they can't, quote unquote, invest, then they don't care? Right. And I think, you know, we look at what happened with the MAPS, you know, phase two round uh, when they did the, the outreach to you know, bring in dollars to help run the trials, right? You saw you know, the Steve Cohens of the world put money into the nonprofit world, not only because it's their philanthropy side of their, their, their life and their, mo- their business model and their tax model, but it also shows that you know, they're thinking outside the box on ways to help people, right? And I think the nonprofit side is great because you can apply for exemptions under the FDA and DEA, where you can then uh, put your dollars to work through a nonprofit. And let's, for example, if you have uh, a new chemical entity or you have, a, let's say, a dealer's license for one of these substances, you can bring in academic researchers, put it on the open, you know, on the open Internet, and they can actually take these substances through your manufacturing process and use them um, in their clinical research and their university research, which is unique. And I think the nonprofit side is a little bit uh, confusing to the investment community, but we do find that um, you know companies like or nonprofits like Usona and and um, Maps, as well as like Apollo Pack, they're doing the work that needs to be done on the ground to then let the rest of us stand on their shoulders to then advance the research through the clinic. Let's jump back into Wonderland. Uh, like Ann said, we're going to have something upwards of like 15 clients that are going to be there. So I know the three of us are all going to be running around. But Tim, is there any particular part of Wonderland that you're most looking forward to? Like, is there a session or or just something that you're excited about for the conference? You know, there are, I think, a couple areas. It's going to be an opportunity for over 1,300 people. You know, we're still a couple of days out, and that's where we are. 1,300 people to sit down and see each other face-to-face. Um, <laughs> mask and, to mask. Mask to mask. Yeah. Yes, it will and, be a mask and, to and everyone, yeah. everyone's supposed to be vaccinated, which is great. And I think that for a situation like this, you know, there are 127 panelists. There's 37 different programming sessions that we're going to have. We have investors, analysts, companies, nonprofits, uh, industry people in general coming from everywhere from the U.S., Canada, 
UK, EU, Russia, Israel, Argentina. They're coming from all over the world to come together to discuss how do we advance mental health research to save patient lives and also improve the lives of people all over the world. It's a very unique opportunity. And I think, you know, what I'm most excited for is that I get to meet these people in person for the first time and not see them in 2D anymore on a Zoom screen. <laughs> Same. I, I don't think I've met any of my clients in person. Yeah, it's, I it's something that I, I you know, yeah. I, have, I have a busy schedule with over 100 meetings over the three-day period. You know, the 15 minutes I get to catch up with someone for coffee who I, you know, has been a client of mine for two years is something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think that there's going to be some really great presentations that I'd love to dip in on. Um, but, you know, I think we're doing some exciting stuff on the media side. Um, we've got the folks from um, Awaken doing a satellite media tour, which means they're going to be talking to upwards of 30, um, you know, broadcast morning shows. Um, and, you know, I think that that, you know, while that's a little in the weeds for, you know, for what we do for a living, but if you think about it, 30 morning shows like good morning, you know, Dallas or good day Phoenix. Um, you know, they're interested in having someone come on to talk about psychedelic medicine and how it can help with things like addiction. And I think if you asked me two years ago, if this would be a successful satellite media tour, I'd be like, I don't know if people are ready for that. <laughs> and the fact that they are, um, is just like, uh, it tickles us. So, um, yeah. we're, we're super excited for it. Um, you know, I think, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great show. Um, yeah. so, and it's, it's our, uh, our first time seeing each other as colleagues. So I'm really, really, really yeah. excited for <laughs> that true. too. <laughs> Very true. And I, you know, it'll be great. There's gonna be a lot of great speakers, you know, Mike Tyson, Lamar Odom, obviously Robin Carhart Harris, Matt Johnson. So I think Rick we're going to have, like, yeah, yep. Rick's going to be there. David, David, yep. Amanda Seibert, Ben Sessa. Like these are all people we talk to all the time and, we haven't had a chance to meet in person and hear their thoughts more and, you know, what's going on in the world today. So I think it's going to be a great, great event with lots of uh, cocktail receptions and dinners, which I'm excited about as well. So there's going to be a lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one FaceTime that you're not going to get during the conference, but you're going to get, you know, outside of it, which is great. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think it's just going to be so great to, to see all the people, again like I, I can't tell you how many times i've talked with like yeji lee and amanda cyber <laughs> via email over the last almost two years now and it's like just actually going to be able to be in person and not just be the the person behind the email all the time trying to be like hey do you want to talk with my client and it's i i'm hoping that it's it's all going to be great but um tim i i want to look a little bit uh forward we we always try to ask um guests that we have on the show you know what what is it that you're looking for from the industry down the line? You know, we're going to enter 2022 here pretty soon. I know there's a, a lot of exciting research and data that's going to be coming out next year. But, you know, what is it that you're most looking forward to entering the new year with uh, the growth for the psychedelic community? Right. I think what I'm most looking forward to is advancing as many of these treatments for it as possible, um, really focusing in on the efficacy of all these drugs that are coming in to the market right now. Um, the gen one drugs that we know about, you know, the psilocybin based substances, I think those are going to be advanced quite a bit over the next year. So it's going to be a big year within medicine. And I think for my view, I think if I look at the next five years, I would love if the conversation moves away from psychedelic medicine to just mainstream medicine and payer coverage provided care. That's the biggest thing next. We need the insurance companies to get on board. I think they will. 
but I think that's what we need to look forward to is being able to go to your doctor to get a therapy session and go back to your life and have it be covered by your provider. That's what I'm excited about. Right there with you. I think that I think you're spot on on that. With, once they get the insurance companies behind this, I think it's going to be, uh, like you said, a lot of people are going to just love being able to have access to this and, and get the treatment that they, that they really just need. And that's how we got to be thinking about it. Well, Tim, Nick, I'm super excited to see you guys, even if it's going to be like in passing as we're hustling from meeting to meeting. Um, but what we'll go ahead and do here is um, put a, a couple links into the show notes um, for real this time. I know that I say that and it doesn't happen a lot, but I promise we'll put links into the show notes um, with more info on uh, Wonderland um, and the good work that the folks at uh, Microdose are doing. So, um, Tim, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Of course. Thank you both for having me. See you down there. See you there. Safe travels. Our thanks to Tim Regan, the Senior Vice President of KCSA's Capital Markets team. Um, we'll also make sure to put a link in our show notes to reach out to Tim directly because he is a super smart guy that you should talk to. Um, as always, thanks for listening. Come chat with us on Twitter at the underscore Green Rush or on Instagram at the Green Rush underscore podcast or drop us an email at greenrush at kcsa.com. We love your feedback and your guest ideas. And don't forget to subscribe to the Green Rush in your favorite podcatcher. One take, Shay, one take. 